Welcome, everyone, to another week with your host, Mordechai Weinberger, LCSW, and Harav Nissen. We are here to take your callers and your questions, anything along the mental health field. The number to call and ask your question is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858, and looking forward to taking your question or your comment. The num- um, again, just offering people to call on 718-683-5858, and we have Mrs. N. on the air. This is Enya. Hi. Mordechai and Hello. Yeah, hi. Um, first of all, thank you so much. I really enjoy your shows. Sure. Um, I wanted to ask you, I heard your question and answer on um, schizophrenia you spoke about. Um, I don't think I spoke about schizophrenic. I don't remember. Or maybe I have. Or remind you what I said. Something I usually don't discuss that much. Uh-huh. No, it was um, a question somebody asked in Yiddish. Somebody okay, asked for you to find about, he says he thinks he only has anxiety and he got a diagnosis of schizophrenia. No, that doesn't sound like me. No? Nope. Okay. Can I ask a different question then? Go right ahead. Schizophrenia is someone that thinks that they're Mashiach, someone that sees all these things. I don't think if someone thinks they have a little OCD or something or anxiety, Will we say that schizophrenia? Schizophrenia is also one of these diagnoses that's uh, very, I don't use the word extreme, but it's a more serious diagnosis. Right. Right. I might have said something else and other stuff, you know, explaining the difference. No, I was diagnosis. just curious because I know there are people that talk all the time. They say they're, they, they try not to overwork because, you know, they're going to snap. And you hear these types of things yeah, people saying, so that's why I was curious. Say. Yeah, people say a lot of things, you know. So let's not go into what people say. Great. Let's go to a question about that you would like to have. Okay, fine. Or maybe just clarify that. That's, that's enough. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I, thought, I thought it was you that asked that question. So um, I had another thing that I wanted to ask. My um, principal offered me a raise at one point, and Enjoy it was it. actually at the end of the last school year, and she never came through with it. And we're up to February, and I keep going to her, and she keeps saying she'll take care of it, and just nothing happens. Yes, you sound like every employee out there. I should say most employees out there. Mm-hmm. So is there maybe a way to... Of course, there are many ways. Number one is for you to set up a meeting. You know, sometimes there are people that say, you know, can I please have a raise, and then you move on, and the boss can push you away. There are mm-hmm. sometimes... So there are several steps that you do. Number one, when you want to get a raise, you need to know why you deserve the raise. Right. That means, I feel I'd like to have a raise. No. I'm working here already two years. The average is there's a raise or something happens. Or I'm putting in more work than other teachers that they leave at a certain time. It's time for, and I put this in. You see a tremendous improvement in my work. I have a much harder class than anyone else, therefore I deserve it. Mm-hmm. Another point has got to be, sometimes you need a little bit of stick. There's a saying in English, the stick and the carrot means you want to show the positive, but you also need to be able to do the stick and to say, look, I'm putting in this effort. I'm not being valued. Either I might look for other places or be aware that I might put in out less work or when you call me after work hours, I won't be able to put them in. Like you also want to show the service that you're getting has a price to it, which is extremely important as well, to be able right. to show that you're assertive. Right. 
So what happens once she already told me that she's going to give that to me and she didn't come through with it, and I keep going back there, I'm thinking of, like, maybe I could give her, like, another statement, like, to tell her, like, what's going on here. Well, it's, first of all, have to you February tried and, you know, Before we threaten, you see, I noticed what was the first step that I said. You sit down with her and you ask her, can I please have an official meeting? Uh-huh. Understand? Official meeting, not meet her in the whole what's with the raise. You sit down and you go, you, we agreed last year. It's already February. It's February 1st today. I haven't gotten the raise yet. I expect the raise, and I also want to get it retroactively, means from the past, from September, from when we started working. Right. And okay, now you so know what say, she says. So you you say tell her, why is it being pushed off? Right. They might so tell you, when I told you, yes, that was okay, but there are major budget issues. The school ran into a certain debt or something happened, and we can't do it. Or at least mm-hmm. she'll explain to you why. And then, you know, but she might be avoiding it, like pushing you off. Maybe you mentioned to six or seven people that you're getting a raise, and she meant to give it just to you. And now several people are pushing her for the raise, and if she gives it to you, she'll have to give it to everyone, which mm-hmm. also happens many times. That's why in many businesses, the salary that you get is meant to be kept a secret, not to be discussed. Right. Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome. One thing I want to tell you is if you don't continue asking for it, you won't get it. If you don't get more I that. to show how important it is, your chances are you will not get it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so thank you so much. I really appreciate that. it. You're welcome. Excellent. And thank you for calling in. The number to call in is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. And we're going to go to Mr. M. Mr. M, you're on the air with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Yes, hello. Yes, yeah, Shalom Aleichem. Yes, first I want to really, really thank you for your program. It's mamish amazing. Mamish amazing. You're saying, oh, it's only for awareness, but it's much, much more than that. It's thank like you. I see it as professional education we're getting. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I see so many times in my life, so many, uh, I handle things so differently only because of your information. Wow, thank you. Thank you. What a stuff. What a stuff. Hello, I can hear you so good. I said, what a schuss. What an honor. Yes, yes. It's a very big schuss for you and for your father. The program that you have in Anishmas, your father, it's unbelievable what he's getting over there for that. Yes, yes. I, ca- I hear you very, very low. I apologize for that. It's, it's the way it's, yeah, it's the way it is. I'm sorry. Okay. I have two small questions. My first Go question ahead. is, I have a family member that does certain things which gets me very disgusted. And I get, like, frozen. I, I, can't, I can't handle it. Yes. And it's not something that I can bring up to them. But it's, it's not something that they can stop. It would help me out if you can tell me what it is. Because if it's, let's say, that they're burping let's, publicly, let's say, I'll give you an example. or is it it's that they bad, have a fight? They're, they're sneezing. Yes. Now, is it Such something that... thing they can't control. Okay. So now let's take it to you. What can you do about it? So that's my question. What can I do? Not let's shift so it right back to you. What to can you do? It. Start giving me three ideas. Let's say they're sneezing. Give me three ideas what you can do. If they've got something that they're doing that bothers you, each person will have different solutions for themselves. That's what I do to my clients. 
I just had last week a, a new client who walked out so frustrated, walked into my office within four minutes, walked right out. I gave them back the money. I said, I can't help them. They came in asking me advice. I said, I don't give advice. I'll help you discover your advice. Oh, no, they don't want that. They want my advice. I mm-hmm. don't give advice. You give me what okay. are three ideas that you think that you can do. I'll help work from your ideas, but it's got to start from you. That I can do that I shouldn't feel disgust? Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Everyone's got a chassar and everyone's going to do something that's going to trigger you. What can you do to get, to get control over yourself? I mean, I can close my eyes. I can, it's not things that I, I want to be able to function regularly. Not, I can go out of the room when that happens, and it's not, it's, not, it's not the solution I'm looking for. Good. Give me two more solutions. So one is leave the room. A second one, close your eyes. Give me one more. Um, take a deep breath. <laughs> what is that person? Who triggers you, this person? What? This person that triggers you, who does it remind you of? Who does things like that? Or in your, ch- in your past? Did you have a parent that would, not, that would do things? Would you have a parent that was very yes. meticulous yes. and very yes. neat? Yes, that reminds me of a parent. Yeah. So that's now a completely different subject, which means you were triggered by a parent, it bothered you, annoyed, and then you probably married it. You know, similar to that. Or you have a kid yes. that's got that, but it's very close. And then when that is, then you need a lot more, then it's a lot more than just a trigger. Now what's going on is where you embarrassed when your parent did it to start understanding that it was a lot more than just the behavior that bothers you. And so I was embarrassed by my parent doing such things. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So now what's happening over here is you are embarrassed, and whenever someone does that, it triggers the embarrassment in you. That is what psychotherapy is about. Therapy is about being able to identify why it's happening. That's why you're the one triggered and no one else is triggered by when that person does it. You realize the question goes as follows. Why are you triggered by it and others aren't? Right. Go ahead, answer the question instead of saying right. So my question is, why why do I get triggered and other people won't? That's right. They so just other go on. They have no problem room. with it. That's right. What would you say is the answer? So the answer is because it reminds me of how I used to get disgust from my parents when they did it. Well, That's you said right. more. It's disgust, and I was I was embarrassed of that. That's right. It's disgust and shame. Yeah. Embarrassment is is a lot more than just disgust. It's in your core. You feel embarrassed when they do that, and also it goes straight into your subconscious. And you feel right away like worthless. Yeah. And that's where therapy so When I was a in. child and that happened, I used to leave the room. That's right. And that's why that was one of your ideas. And that's why you're saying it's not going to work. Because even though you left the room, you still thought about it. Yeah. And the next it's not a normal way of living, you know. That's right. The normal way of living is called acceptance. But that comes from a little bit of avoidance, my friend. How to accept someone else. making mistakes, being foolish that you think is a mistake and is foolish, but to still feel safe within yourself that you can be you and they can be them.
So it's for me to accept that it's nothing wrong with me by them having these things. That's it. And as long as you identify with it, that they are you and you are them, now you're stressed all over. Does that make sense? I see. Yes. I just want to repeat that. So that means that what bothers me that I feel ashamed by them doing it. And if I can separate that they are what they are without their malus echesarinus and I am who I am and have no, no connection... Right. Let now let's clarify, they, they might are. be your mother or your father. This, this person that's triggering you might even be your wife or your kid. So it's not that I have no connection. I have a connection with them. But what I'm not having yeah, yes, is... I, I mean, it, it doesn't say anything about me, who I am. That's right. That's right. Now there's even a tifer madrega if you can get to. And this is a mamish, mamish uh, tifer chidushim that we're going in over here. How okay. about to take it stronger that they're allowed to... Sorry, that they're allowed to have the problem, even if I would do that, I can have that problem, and I'm still a value, and I'm still great anyhow. I even want you to I realize would have that, that, that problem. What? Even if I would have that problem, it that's wouldn't right. Take away Imagine you're of me. the person that sneezes. It's still a okay because I have other mylas, and every person has a chesaron, and every person has a mylo. That's a fact. Wow, that's amazing. That's the first, but we got to start one step so at a time. So this entire thing is nothing. <laughs> that's right. It's nothing. But, when they have it, it's nothing for me, and even if I would have it, it would be nothing about me. That's right. Harv Nissen, what do you say to this? Because I, I feel you're so valued. I <laughs> I don't have any any word to say because you know it's it's something that really you have to think about uh, deep deep uh, as as you said where it come from where is it, where is it coming from because we can find ourselves you know as a, probably as a boy a young boy you will feel ashamed that your parents did what this stuff and you felt very very bad about it and suddenly you see it as as a mirror effect something that and you f- you don't. You cannot accept it. But it's it. something about me. Exactly. So as a child, I took it that if my father and mother does this, I something is wrong with me. Uh, uh, That's right. That's and right. now we're coming to the awareness that it's nothing wrong with me, yeah. and it's nothing wrong with them. <laughs> That's right. That's the deepest, deepest level. And that's what kids have that association. They make that association. That if my father is weird, my parents are divorced, my father has a lot of money, my father has a little money, my mother yells, my mother doesn't. All these associations that kids make is why they start getting so tense about all other people and other subjects and what's happening. And if we can, and one of the things, that's what you help kids when their issues going on, is just how to be, just how to be relaxed and letting go. Well, could I ask another question? We have someone, so maybe just we'll hold on, we'll go to the other person, and we'll go right back to you, okay? I think oh, okay, we, we'll you. have to call back because uh, and our phone system, if it will be, I'll, I'll try to hold him, but otherwise uh, right. I'll have to call again because the phone okay, system... Okay, if you get disconnected, then just call right back. Okay. Great. Well, we are going to go Thank you very much. To, you're very welcome. We are going to go to Mrs. M. Mrs. M, you're on the air with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Mordechai, Mrs. R, sorry. Mrs. R, Mrs. R, you're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Yeah, if that's, if it, it's me? Yep. 
Yeah, yes, thanks you. so much for taking my question. Your program is amazing. I look forward the entire week for it. It really gives me a lot of information to think about. Um, anyways, I have a question. Go right ahead. Looking forward. Okay. Thank you for the compliment. Um, since I had my first child, um, I have this interesting thing like I dream quite often that I forget her somewhere and like I try to go get her and I can't get to her and like I call up everybody to help me find her or get her and, and she's like lost somewhere and I can't get her and like I'm up to a, few, a number of children I still constantly have these dreams. Um, I heard, a, uh, I listened to an old recording somebody asked about dreams. Um, you said then that you have to listen to your subconscious. I was thinking, wow, my subconscious is telling me through these dreams. Good. And what was the conclusion about what is your subconscious telling you? I- I'm trying to think. I don't know. Well, think. Go ahead. You can do it. What do you um, think is the matter? I think that I don't trust myself. That I'm Excellent. not like I feel like and I'm not. What does that have to do with your kids? That I'm not a good enough mother. Yeah. Okay, now what's happening? What's going on in your life that you're worried about it? Why these dreams are bothering me? Yeah, why are they coming up now? I don't know. I have no clue. Go ahead. Come up. Well, if it's happening, it's happening. Stop thinking. Notice how you shift like something in my like we when, I, when I was a child. What? Like something from when I was a child. No, no. Why is this dream coming up? Have you had these dreams the last 10 years, or it's just started recently? No, since I had my first child. How long is that? Four years. Four years. So for four years, that's happening. Yeah. What do you think is the message? I don't know. Maybe you can help me out with that. I'll tell you, I, it, uh, I'll tell you what I'm not saying. What I'm not saying is what's going on by your parents. How did your parents deal with you? How are your parents as parents? I don't want you to answer those unless you'd like to. Okay. Um, I, I, I was thinking about that, but I don't think it's anything like for exactly. my father. Exactly. I heard your mind think it, and I heard you not answer that. So while you're saying it's not, let me take a guess. Which one of your parents weren't really there for you? That they're busy with everyone, and when you're home and you're talking to them, they're busy on the phone talking to others or, or, or busy with others and, and neglecting you. Okay, so let's say if this is the case. Um, what can I do about this now? You didn't answer it. Which one? If you uh, want to answer it on air. Whatever. It's not imp- Let's say assume that maybe this was the case. Not an extreme form, but I could find it. Yeah. Well, then now you start dealing with it. Well, your subconscious is giving you a message that that's coming up, and you might not be taking care of your kids the way you'd like to. Your brain might be giving you a message saying, no, you're not doing a good enough of a job. But I know that I am doing a good enough job. Well, your subconscious, if you're having those dreams, there's something that you're not doing that you might be denying. So let me shift it back to you. What are you not doing as good as you really know you should? No, everything. I'm the most cautious, best mother that I, I consider myself. Well, then do you think, think that could be the message to your brain, that it's imp- from your brain, that it's impossible being the most and the best and start letting go? 
So the message is telling me that I should not be so overprotective? I'm asking you. You tell me. Um, I don't know. I am very overprotective, more like more not the norm, but... Now, do you think that could be the message, that your brain is maybe telling you the other way around? You're so worried about neglecting your kids that you're neglecting them? I'm not neglecting them. Yes, you are. Overprotective is neglect. So, like, if my kids, I'm busy the whole day thinking what they're going to play now, worried that they're going to be bored. Yes, um, you're neglecting to give them the process of normal life growth. Which means, let's pretend this, you're not teaching them how to deal, you're not teaching them how to keep themselves busy, you're not teaching them how to work things out. You're not teaching them if they have a difficulty that they can figure it out. You're not teaching them how to have quiet time because you're always going to try to keep them busy. You're not going to allow them to hurt themselves and to stand up and fall down several yeah, times. Yeah, that's 100% the case, them. yeah. That is neglect as well. Overprotectedness, overprotecting a child is also unhealthy. So okay, now let so me ask you the other side. What about the other parents? So one parent was neglecting a lot. Which one was very into the kids, too into the kids, to overbalance from your parents? Okay, I hear what you're saying. Bingo. So now you're still following the patterns that you were raised in, and it was never taught balance. That's the unhealthiness of when we have one parent, when the, when the parents don't have a healthy balance. One neglects, the other one overcompensates, but both, it's not balanced. So to give you a muscle, imagine you've got a huge tire in the car, one side, the right side has a tire five feet tall, and in order to balance that the, t- the car or the person driving shouldn't be so out of balance, the other tire, let's say, would have, uh, let's, sorry, let's try it the other way. One tire is five feet tall, the other one is two inches off the ground, so now the entire car is lopsided. Mm-hmm. So what we have to do is now we've got to start changing the whole inside of the car, the whole steering wheel and the entire seating, how to get it balanced. So do you realize that the entire car is lopsided? Yeah. But instead of people saying, wow, my car is lopsided, I've got to learn what's healthy and balanced, we're saying I'm so much healthier than the original car where I came from. Yeah. Which means you might be so into your children, but I wonder if we're hurting them. And I wonder if that's the message of your subconscious. Stop saying you're so healthy when you're not. So how do I work it out not to be so overprotective? So I'd like to read you a quote that someone has just sent us regarding your question. When you take away responsibility of a person, you dehumanize them. means allowing the kids to go. And the same person actually said something that I wasn't going to say, but I'll quote them. When you asked how can you, they wrote the word therapy, but they wrote it four minutes ago. So... That's already now. We're here to create awareness. You've got the awareness. You realize that your subconscious is giving you messages. And now it's time for you to start reaching out for help. Get so if I help. deal with, let's say, a minor trauma that I had in my childhood, that I don't know. No, think you see, no, 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 stop. Let's, let's not do that. Now you're trying to play your own therapist. You had a minor trauma. We're not doing that. What we discussed is that your parenting skills are overbearing, 
you're overprotecting your children, and you need to learn the balance. And we know one of your parents was a bit more neglectful, one was overprotective. You've got to learn the balance. That happens with several sessions, not a one-time, and let's not go to trauma. Trauma could be something else that you need to deal with, but you're just aware, and normally I would not be telling you this, but you're saying since you have your first child, for four years you're having the same nightmare of you neglecting your child or feeling neglected, and therefore you're overcompensating. It's about time you heal it, and then we wonder what will happen. So this means therapy, in other words, what you're saying. Ah. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, I try not to tell people to go to therapy. No, I'm just oh, trying to get what you're saying. Well, I would like you to figure out what do you think I'm saying. Yeah, I'll you I to guess come so. to conclusion. Yeah. Okay. But just so the simple parenting course job. wouldn't deal with that? Say that again? A parenting course wouldn't solve that? You tell me. Do you think a parenting course where you don't ever speak to the person, you just get mess- you just hear messages, will that help you? Um, I guess I should try that first, and if it doesn't help, I could do the next step. Wonderful. Excellent. As long as you're hearing what is dying the process, that's what's important. Okay. Thank you so much. You're very, very, very welcome. Excellent. Thank you for calling in. Harv Nissen, what do you say to this question? I, I really don't know. I don't, don't know how to answer. You answer the best. Okay. I'm just curious. Do you think a parenting workshop is what should be the process? I, th- I think that, uh, re- first of all, it will help a lot. And giving the, uh, the confidence as a parent uh, to create a, you know, I think that she said she's uh, the best mom and uh, she's the best uh, everything. But it doesn't seem like the subconscious, as you said, is uh, tell her something else. Could be, you know, I think parenting will help a lot. And I think that uh, as a piece of paper and writing to herself good thought about herself, it will help a lot. You know, a good point as uh, she woke up in the morning, she gave the kids food and everything. She write it and repeat it. And you think it will give her a, a, a better point of view as as a mother and release the, the uh, nightmares. Beautiful, 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 beautiful idea. Excellent. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. I happen to like this point that Vanessa just said about writing it down. Yeah, and, me too. You know, giving yourself the positive words, how good you are, and saying I'm a good mother, and even writing trusting. I'm allowing the Rabbi Shalom to raise my kids. You know, he's going to give I'm them just the lesson. curious, thing. another thing, like, am I supposed to trust people that I see, let's say, if I want to go away somewhere and send my kids for Shabbos somewhere, and I see these people do things that I don't consider safe? Am I crazy right. if I don't trust these people to send my kids to them? Right, and do you think a parenting workshop will help you out with that? I don't know, I'm thinking. I don't think right back to you. Do you think a parenting shop will give you that that safety to be able to allow your kids to go or not to tell you, not to allow your kids to go? But if I have, let's say, a neighbor that leaves her kids alone for ten minutes in the house and she goes out to talk to a neighbor, is that a safe thing to do? I'd like you to answer that question. I absolutely think it's not safe. Excellent. Now, what's your question about leaving your kids by such a parent? Because unfortunately, there are a big percent of people that do that. And my options, my friends and family, where to send my kids are such type of people. Right. 
now, now you're getting into the next steps of those questions, which is, if that's what your society is doing, first, is it allowed to happen? Do they have older kids in the house? Do no, they I'm not, not have about somebody that has older kids. What? No, they don't have older kids. And you're referring to, let's say, when they're going down to the bus a second yeah. to take off the kids? Right. They buy something from a neighbor, and then they talk for like 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, again, I don't want to go into what's right or wrong because it gets into different stuff. I just want to go over here. What happens if someone's in a society that something is regular and they're not able to, they're not comfortable with it? What? There are several options. Either you learn to adjust, or you don't adjust, but you don't send your kids, now you're stuck. Yeah. Or you can ask them to please, with my kids, I'm very mocked on this, so could you please not do that if I leave them by you for a couple of days? So I have to work on myself to be able to trust them and then to ask them, please, to be extra careful with my kids. Exactly. Notice again the words that's there. Notice the words you use, trust. Safety. Is that something you think you're going to get from a workshop if you have an inner issue with trust and an inner issue with safety? I don't know. Maybe then I should first go for see if somebody can help me professionally. Yep, yep, yep. That we're just creating awareness over here. Okay, thanks what so much for um, bringing that up. I was thinking about it, and this, what you told me about being overprotective if that's what's causing the dreams, that part I didn't think of, and it's very interesting. Thanks for making me You're aware very welcome. Of that. Sure. Hatzlacha. Okay. And thank you for the call. Thank you. And the Good number, night. yeah, my pleasure. Pleasure, I should say. And the number to call and to ask your question is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And we are going to go to Mrs. M. You're on the air with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Hello. Um, um, first, thank you for your phone line. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I went to therapy a couple of years ago to deal with a very bad trauma I had in my childhood. Um, Baruch Hashem, the therapy helped me tremendously to get over the trauma. Now I'm having a very similar trauma happening now in my life. Um, the way my therapist in the past that helped me was through, was through CBT, where she taught me how to, like, what is the appropriate thing to think when you're scared and how to train your thoughts in order to feel safe and whatever. My therapist now has a different approach. Her approach is more, she calls it mindfulness, to let yourself yeah. feel your feelings. And I don't really see that the that it's helping me as much as, as when I did it the CBT way. Maybe it's because I'm having the second trauma all over again. Or maybe it's because this method isn't so good for me. What do you think? Well, I first want you to appreciate your therapist. And I'd like everyone listening to appreciate her therapist for a specific reason. Your therapist is growing. Your therapist is learning new systems and new tools. Yeah. And that's extremely important. Now, I will tell you from my experience that I find and many of the clients that come to me is I tell them, if something works, I do what works. Me, yeah. if CBT works... I'm actually seeing a different therapist now. 
Oh, why don't you go back to the same therapist? Um, that therapist um, is no longer in that center. She moved up, so... All right, so I want you to realize, I want you to realize that if something works, try to do with what worked. Means if CBT worked, go with what worked. Mindfulness is a very powerful tool. I'm a very big believer in mindfulness, but it's still a little bit different. And if something Yeah, works, so I should ask my current therapist, I told before, um, that I like the CBT way better. But the thing is that now, somehow the CBT has caused me harm because I think that I did the CBT too much, that, like, I was in a marriage that was not safe, and I, like, was looking for what was good and, like, focusing on what was good. But was good. So maybe, like, maybe in this case, the CBT a little bit harmed me because I was doing it too much. So maybe that's, that's right. why so she's now I see, mindfulness. Yes, now I see why they balance with mindfulness. For those of you listening, let me just give a little bit of what mindfulness is. And it's a little hard to explain without saying different systems while he's using a couple of words, but it's not it. So let me clarify. What is shown in many of the studies, huge, I should say, and there's been studying it for many, many years since they're having, let's say, the x-rays or the machines that are able to see the brain while we're, while we're awake and functioning. So it's not x-rays, I just gave it as a muscle, but they're called, um, I just forgot now, but they are this, uh, it'll come to me in a couple of minutes. But there is one of these machines that you're able to see the brain while it's functioning, which parts of the brain turn on when we move our hands, when we move our feet, when someone's stuck in an OCD thought, when someone's stuck in anxiety, you could see which ones turn on. I've even seen some of the brain scans when they had someone when they're like Lahavdal Davening, when they're praying in a deep level. So one of the main places where they are able to see big changes in brain, brain waves or brain functioning is when someone is in deep meditation. So they have someone calm the mind, do deep breathing and deep meditation, and you can see which parts of the brain light up. And what they find is that by through meditating, there is a lot of peacefulness that gets created in the mind, and it can help a lot. Now, since meditation is more an Eastern mahalach, what they've discovered and recognized is that there's different ways of doing it. Just guided relaxation. Close your eyes. Feel yourself relaxing. Notice this peacefulness coming over you. Breathe in. Breathe out. Feel this beautiful tree. You're the tree, and you're feeling your roots spreading all over. You feel the sun shining on you. You see this great peacefulness, and then breathe in and absorb it. You're that beautiful wave just flowing back and forth, and you're at ease. You're a tree. You're a Actually, my therapist is trying to teach me to allow myself to feel negative emotions also. We're going right. to get there. That's part of it. So part of mindfulness is a way of allowing ourselves to start centering and to start feeling our body. Part of mindfulness is when you eat. We're just pay attention to the food that you're eating. What's happening is when people are sometimes having their anxiety or their thoughts, their mind is running away, and you want to ground yourself, feel your body, feel your clothing, stay grounded. Part of the method of mindfulness is, and that's part of the, I don't want to go into different names, but there's like the Sedona method, there's ACT, which is similar to CBT, but on a different system. And what they're doing is they're having you experience, not be afraid, more on the exposure level therapy. If feel the negative. It's not that bad. Don't, don't be afraid of that. So that is the goal of what the therapist is trying to do. And if you use CBT too much, means you overused it, then yes, it makes sense for them to balance that through the mindfulness techniques and systems. 
So you're thinking that if I overuse CBT, then that means that I now have to use mindfulness. I find it so hard because, like, yes, I'm, I'm such like a positive person. I train myself to be such a positive person, only see the positive. And I, I find it so hard to, like, have to look. Yes, there's a denial. Yes, there's a fear of looking at the negative. There's a balance. Remember, there's day and there is night. And we've got to appreciate both. While night is dark and it's scary, what are the positives tonight? You know, it's the positive. Yeah, I always, that's actually my motto. I'm always saying it. I've had a very difficult life. And my motto is that night is just as good as day because night is just as important to the world as day. But. Hold on, hold on. Hello, hello. But you yeah. also want to be able to acknowledge the negativity. Notice in every time when we speak, we discuss the positives of a nature and the weaknesses of a nature. What are the weaknesses yeah. of darkness? And the weaknesses that it's not safe many times. You need to be indoors. Things can happen. We've got to acknowledge both. Therefore, when you're going to go out, you're not going to go out at night unprotected. So acknowledging the positives and the negatives are important. If we deny one aspect, we deny the entire aspect. And that's yeah. part of what you want to be able to learn. I get it. So, like, I have to go through this difficult journey um, and be able to learn to look the beer in its face and say that this beer is not only beautiful, it's also scary. That's right. But that's right. It's scary, and I'll learn how to be protected from that. Now, I'd yeah. like to just educate. We've got some messages, and I have some of the listeners over here just sent me the message, the reminder of the, of the brain scan that does that, and it's called an fMRI. It's a functioning MRI, and you actually can see the brain waves as the different parts of the brain is happening and, and what's moving and what's lit up and when it gets stuck. So with an fMRI, they're able to do it to people while they're in deep meditations. Those were the first times when they really tried and focused on seeing how mindfulness or how the meditation can affect and heal the brain, and that's where, um, that's where mindfulness will sort of was created from that idea. And it's not done in a meditation mahaluk, it's done more in a relaxation system. And it's a focusness, it's a way of life, of living through mindfulness. And oh, many, many studies, many different therapy modalities are utilizing the power of mindfulness. Okay, thank you so much. Um, You're welcome. For Again, it's a pleasure. How can we sort this out? You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. Okay, it's interesting. Someone just sent us a message over here about mindfulness. That it's not looking at the negative. It's more when you're feeling the negative that when you think, think, staying in what you're doing. So instead of getting in your mind, start being grounded. Yes, there's a lot of points to mindfulness out there. Thank you for all the messages that people are sending. Okay, we are going to go to Ms. B. Ms. B, you're on the air with Chaya and Harav Nissim. Hi. Um, good evening. Um, I'm actually, I hope I'm going to come out. Hello? Yes, yes, go yes, ahead. Yes, I hope I'm going to be clear because I have quite a bit of stage fright. <laughs> oh, well, so um, far you're doing great. Okay. Um, I've just been very recently... Um, um, refer to your line, and I really appreciate it. I have quite a few questions to ask, so we'll go to one, one at a time. Not for tonight. <laughs> we'll take you it one by one. Just let me, let me put you on hold a second. I'm saying okay. you just stay on the line. I just want you to realize we just got a beautiful message Ravnison just sent me. 
And I'm just going to read it, and then, you know, this way we'll see you. Just calm you down a little. You don't have to go right into it. Just <laughs> on the air, relax, and we'll get there. And the message goes as follows. I love this show, and I had my daughter call in about an issue she was having with her friends. The question was, she has two friends, each different types. One quiet, the other more loud. She wanted to know how to please both friends by not losing herself, but pleasing herself. And she got a clear picture that she shouldn't, be she shouldn't be the codependent friend. She is more happier now and clearer what she wants out of her friends. So thank you for that message from the parent to share us an update that things, Baruch Hashem, have gotten better. Great. Now, take a deep breath and go ahead. Let's start with your first question. Okay. The thing is that um, I really appreciate the awareness. I find that in our community um, a lot of issues were shoved under the rug and just suppressed and not taken care of, and I really appreciate the awareness that you're creating in our Thank community. Thank you. Could we change those a little bit? Can, let's, let's just change those words because I like putting it in a more positive spin, all right? So okay. practice with you. How we'll we just appreciate positive. the awareness. And Thank you. And more that there are issues in the community that we didn't know how to bring it out on a healthy no. way that no, people won't be attacked. Exactly. And somehow I'm having a, a, a nice way with the Siata Deshmai that people could bring up issues and we're not attacking and we're not okay. destroying and we're not okay. blaming. We're just going into how to heal. All right? Okay. Thank you. My sure. question, first question is, um, I have a daughter. My daughter is the oldest. She's between, I would say, between the age of 10 and 13. Yeah. And she is has a very controlling nature, dominating, and really, it really it's really hard on the, her younger siblings. She's the oldest from a family of eight, can I know her? And yeah. she takes a lot of responsibility, but on the other hand, she really dominates the young ones, and it's... I see it the most when she's out of the house. Sometimes it's such a relaxed and peaceful atmosphere as as, as it can, when she is in, in the house. She helps a lot, but she's like very, very controlling, very, very dominant, very, very strong-minded and gets easily upset by things they do or they say or... And she's very Good, let's go to your question. Good. So yes. now what's your question? So my question is, like, we understand how you have do I... a daughter that she helps, and she does a lot, but at the same she's time she's very, dominant. very controlling, yes. dominating, and it affects her younger siblings. So how do I go about to work with her that she shouldn't be so heavy on them? Let me ask you a question. If she's so tough, is she like your... Uh, it's so hard for me because I, you know, just from your question, I could hear your marriage, and I could already hear your kid, and I could hear your weakness. So let me just say it and don't answer it. What okay. I hear is that your husband is more the assertive type person. You're more the gentle. Oh, not type. at all. Not at all. We have in the in the from the grand grandparents, some are very very assertive. One like very very strong, but it's not at all a type. And I don't find myself being so. Let me ask so, you a question again. So you're, you're telling me your husband isn't more assertive than you? No, no. He has he a strong a point, but he's a very, very soft. He has a very, very soft nature. Very, very soft. Good, good. I'm not going into how... Okay, fine. Okay, so I was wrong. Good. So, right. So, for whatever was going on in your life, yeah. being assertive and dealing with assertiveness and dealing with tough people is a bit of a trauma for you. Um... I didn't have a sort of people in my life. I wasn't. I wasn't. Um, 
I wasn't. I wasn't. No, it wasn't actually from my. From my. She doesn't take after anyone in my family. In my family have other issues. I can say I have some of it, like anxiety, is like the issue in it. But, but that's not. That's not it. Okay, so let's put it this way. I think your question is a lot more. I'm hearing a lot more in your question, and I'm not able to answer your question. No, the short version is, I'll give you the short version. The short version is you talk to your daughter and you tell her, look, responsibility is meant to be balanced. Responsibility is not about getting jobs done. I it's told not. her once. I asked her. I explained to her. No, no, you see, I, to have to give, I knew by giving you the answer you're, we're going to have this conversation. That's why I'm just giving you the short version. You're asking a therapy question that needs to be one-on-one in therapy. We it's create therapy a behavior awareness. Therapy for what? home. Therapy for home. Well, I give you a guess. Who's the who's the who needs to teach who how to be an authority? And but he's not an, he's not considered an adult that needs to go through it. She can go like if I go for help, we can help yeah. her. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> so I appreciate. It. So that's the only way. Like, there's no other shorter version. Like, how to explain? I tried to explain. Well, you said you tried. No, I tried to explain. Her. Could you, do you imagine how your siblings feel? Do you want to be, have an older sister, I asked her? So she said, no, no, no. She wouldn't want to have an older sister. Like to do what right. she does. Okay. Parent. Listen, let me ask you, what do you say to this? Today you ask me the tough question. I'm not, I'm not a therapist. You're the therapist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. It, it seems like uh, something that's uh, deep, deep inside the... And the family that uh, has to t- take care of it. I'm just, I'm not a therapist, really. Can, uh, one, more, like, one more angle to the question. Can it be a cause of anxiety? I want to say it was a great anxiety. I don't think she's the one that has the issue. I'm going to be very blunt over here. Okay. I think you, I think. No, mine, mine, because of me. I know we have, uh, there is anxiety in the family. It was never addressed. I was just got aware of it. Like, how about take care of it another way? <laughs> Can the anxiety let's, like in parents have such let's an Let's put it this way. Yeah. Let, let's clarify. Anxiety is a fancy word. We use anxiety. Yeah. If you know the amount of clients I've done evaluations that tell me that they have anxiety and it's not anxiety, or it's other stuff, or we're using these fancy words, that's the, in college, in the first year of college, we have a class about diagnosing, and all hakdamas to diagnosing is the, the, the negative and positive sides of diagnosing. The negative side to diagnosing is that people start using terminologies and all that stuff as okay. if it means things. And it really means different things we start using. You're using the word anxiety. Let's change that. Let's say you're afraid to speak publicly. Let's say you're afraid to fight someone. Let's say you're afraid someone will get hurt. Someone will be embarrassed. So, therefore, you're now not being the parent. You're not able to train your child how to do it. Do you want, do you want to say that's anxiety? It could be anxiety. Does it want to just be there? It's a weak self-esteem. It might be a weak self-esteem. I don't like diagnosing people with diagnosis. I like seeing if it's just the person's missing it, so they're missing it. And once we work on those usages that they're missing, automatically the anxiety falls down. So is it anxiety? Is it this? Is it that? All I'm saying is from your question, yeah. I see a lot happening. Okay. So that's the answer. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So okay. the number to call in for those of you that Thank would like you to ask much. your question, you are very welcome. 718 683 
585-718-683-5858. And we've got now an availability for someone that would like to ask their question. You can do it. We've had several people on the line and have, um, have hung up. So, again, looking forward to taking your question or comments, 718-683-5858. Now, let's go ahead and, and recognize something that, all right, you know, let's go to Mrs. M., Mrs. M, you're on the air with Mordechai and Harrison. Yes, hello. Thank you for taking my call. You're okay, welcome. I'm going to ask my question first, and then you'll tell Thank me what you, you need to know. Ah, because that's like music to my ears. I know. That's why I'm saying it, because I there's too much information to give, and I don't want to give it all. So my question is, how can I help when I know I can't help? No, ah. I know it sounds like a funny question. No, but. that sounds so clear. That is beautiful. That's again music to my ears. One of the okay. things. Okay, I, I guess I'm listening two, to your line long enough. That's right. There are two major <clears throat> diagnoses in the from world that isn't a diagnosis. Number one, perfectionism. Number two, codependence. You just asked a codependent question. How do I help someone when I know I can't help them? That is called codependence. So, Mazel Tov, you are codependent. Welcome to okay. the world. Welcome to the club. Well, now we know you're from. <laughs> okay, well, I meant it in a technical I mean it in a technical way. That's right. There's no answer. There's no answer. The okay, answer so is learning to surrender. Learning, and I don't want to use this word that should be taken the wrong way, it's learning to understand that the Rebbein wants them to go through these lessons for them to learn it. And the more times you save them from learning their lessons, I'm now going to change those sentences, the more times you harm them from learning these lessons, you're not helping it, you're making it worse. So the way to let go is when it hurts you and you want to save, to start saying, I am harming them, I am, I am helping them, or rephrase it, I am harming them because I need to be helped. Okay, so can I give you a little bit of detail? Maybe it's going to be a different sure, answer. Sure, go ahead, and it'll still be the same answer. But it, now, it you might can, be, now you're going it to get me your codependent that we're going to feel so bad for the person that's going through a difficult pain. That's all you're going to gain is by trying to make me feel, and you go into your codependent stage. But go ahead. I hear you. No, I hear you, and it might be the answer. I'm just wondering if there's children involved. Of course there are children involved. Well, what would happen if we don't allow them to make the mistake? What will happen? Not my children. I know others. Okay. And it's not their making the mistake. What? It's not the children making mistakes. It's being perpetuated by parents. The parents. The functional family. Of course. Of course we got So is there nothing that uh, extended family is supposed to do? That's my question. Well, let's, I'd like you to, I feel the question was a trick question. Let's rephrase your no, question. No, Hold on, let me help question. you out. Let me rephrase your question and tell me how accurate I'm rephrasing your question. Okay. The extended family has tried everything for years. The extended family has tried several different people to get involved directly and indirectly, and it didn't work that dysfunctional people didn't want to hear that. The extended family that tries to help always gets blamed and gets hurt, and they're still trying to help. Now the question is, what else can we do? Now, how is actually, that question? Actually, no one's ever tried to help. I because find that so hard to believe. Well, not because in my extended family. It could be a different side of the family has. Okay, yeah, yeah. What has just so, happened? I don't know. I don't know those details. You just find out. No, families um, do not watch dysfunction happening and just stay calm during that process, from my experience. 
I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. You can't... What? Family does not stand by and allow dysfunction to happen to children. Means, let, let's understand something. Before a couple has children, they're first married. If they're dysfunctional, they're having dysfunctional marriages when they're going to the parents for Shabbosim, for right. Sudas, there's a family simcha, everyone sees it. Right. There's right. always one member in the family that always steps up that first tries to help. Okay, but it, in my side of the extended family, it hasn't happened yet. So let's not That's so why I'm wondering. You do your research. Do your research before. Do your research okay. how many people were involved helping before you're standing up. Let me ask you, why are you waking up now? I'm waking up now because the children are older. They're becoming adults. And I'm wondering if there's anything subtle, even if it would be just to mention that therapy helps, meaning that now that they can be out of the house. Try it. Try it. Let's see how it works. Try it. I allow you, I, I even recommend you try it. And please, let's inform everyone. Please call us up next week and inform us how it works. I'd like everyone to hear. You gave a subtle message, and what happened? I'm not looking to get involved if, I, if I'm not supposed to. Well, no one knows if you're supposed to. Am I, am right, I but according to what you said... No, no, it's don't. It's a codependent question. No, and really, no, I should have stopped. Stop. Don't, don't do it. Don't turn me into no? those, you know. No, don't, don't. You ask me an opinion, I'm changing my opinion. You see how easy I can change my mind? <laughs> no, I'm very serious. I'm not trying to get I'm just answer. serious. Try it. You're asking me a theoretical question. Try it. Okay. Meaning I can yeah. mention to the children who are adult age that, you know, if they've gone through trauma or dysfunction, Therapy could help them, even Go if they don't do it now. Call us later up on, next on the week and share with us the experience. I'm curious to know how it will help. Okay, it might work. It okay, might but not. besides they might say for this, thank you. Okay, they but might besides for this, seriously speaking, you're saying that really, when there is such a situation. It's really. I have a saying. I always tell all my clients whenever they have this dysfunction and someone wants to get involved. And someone has an opinion. I always tell them, let the person get involved. Don't give an opinion, get involved. And then they'll see if they could help it. If things get better, great. If not, then they'll see it's not healthy. Learn. You have a request. It's going to eat you up if you don't do it. Try it. I don't know if it would help me, if it would eat me up. I, I'm really, really not looking to get involved in something that I don't have the ability to help. So I'm really, really not. So I don't understand your question then. My question, your question was... is, you're seeing dysfunction <laughs> by the children. You want to please get involved and help. I, don't, I just didn't know if, that was, if there was any point in that, if there was any purpose. I don't know. I, so let's try it. Try Can it. Can I refer back to what you originally said? Go ahead. Would one opinion be... We just need to daven, and we are not at, not in control, and we cannot help them. Is that like one side of the equation? Like, if I'm not I'll a professional and I cannot help, what has changed in my opinion is the yeah. way you asked the question at first. I understood that people are trying to help and they're not getting anywhere. What I'm not at the not at the present time because no, nobody. No, no, I'm not playing. No, 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 no. You see, you're playing me now. Don't play me, please. I'm really not. Doesn't I'm matter present not. time or not present time. I understand. No, it, I'm telling you. No, you're playing me now. Present time, not present time. Let's clarify. 
I understood your question started off saying there's a family that's dysfunction. Different people have tried to help. You know you can't help them, so should you help? Generally, it means people are getting involved. It's not helping, and you need you want to help. Now no, you're changing your question. Well, hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. Then you change the. I don't your side, that side. Notice how you're playing. I don't know people. anything else. That's you would be I'm a saying. wonderful lawyer. You'd be a wonderful lawyer the way you're able to justify each and every word. Let's understand. You're asking me a question about I've never met you. I've never met the family. You're asking me a general question. We're here to create the awareness. Generally, when a family is dysfunctional and people have tried to help, and you're trying to help again, the answer is you probably won't be successful. What we're talking about over here is that then you said it might just work. You haven't tried from what your side, you don't know anything about the other side. Your side hasn't tried anything. So I said, go ahead and give it a shot. I don't hear codependence. Codependence is if you actually tried and it didn't work and it didn't work. Go ahead. Try it and let's see what happens. Okay, but why did you think I was manipulating the conversation? Notice how I'm going to use two sentences that you use. Our side didn't help. Right, because I don't know if anybody else tried anything. It sounds to me when people say our side didn't help, and if they're so dysfunctional, that's why I try telling you, what about the shop Boston when they got married? What about when the kids were younger before they got older and there's so much dysfunction? People know if someone's helping out. Is there a mother or mother-in-law, a father, a father-in-law helping, a brother-in-law, someone helping? Come on, a dysfunctional family can't go on without getting help, without needing to cry and to fetch. It's possible. I don't have any... That's I right. just don't and have the information, Right, And then you started as now no one's involved, which means but in the past probably someone was involved. There's a lot of reading between your lines that's going on in your question that we don't have with a lot. Okay. The, thing, the only thing that I could say is that at this moment, uh, the children, everything is, everyone's older. I don't know what went on when everyone was younger. I wasn't there. So, so let's I, go back to the question. I, can't, I don't feel comfortable saying no to something just because I don't know. Go ahead. So I'm, so I'm being vague because I don't have the information. Go ahead and try it. Enjoy. Get involved and inform us next week. Okay. Call us up I, next week. Mordechai, I called up. They were so thankful. They said, yes, we need money for therapy. We want to send the two older kids. We want to go to marriage counseling. We want to go to a center. Could you find out in one of the agencies where you can get an affordable therapy with a with a you know, where they, where they can base based on your income or based on your insurance, whatever I actually wasn't thinking of talking to the parents. I was actually thinking of talking to the, the adult children. Good. So you can go over to the adult children. Great. Okay. You, it just sounds like you think that it's pointless. Again, we're busy reading it. Let's not read into it. I'm being now very okay. direct. Try it okay. out. Call us up next I, week. I just might. I will let you know if anything happens. Why, why wouldn't you do it? What's holding you back? Sounds very pacific. What's holding me back? Um, because it's scary to get involved What's in something scary? that might be bigger than something that I could do. So I'm not sure if I want to. All right, we've got 30 seconds left. Harav what do you say? It sounds very, you know, like she, it, it's, uh, she's very skeptical about herself, you know, and this is the number one issue, you know, that... Are you are you willing to do this? Are you willing to go to to? I'm willing to try. I'm willing to try, but it's a very very complicated situation. So that's why I'm not sure. You put yourself behind a a, a defense uh, mechanism that you 
if it will work, work. If it's not working, I'm, I'm raising my hand up. It's not the, it's not the, the issue. The, either you, if you're really going to swim, swim against the current. And try to Meaning to say, if, I'm, if I want to try, then I have to give it my all. Yes. But I understood from Mr. Weinberger that that would be uh, You're reading, stop reading okay. it from my words. I told you, go ahead and try it. Why are you using okay. my words? Okay, I take it back. Yeah, no, no, I okay. don't enjoy it. That's why I said, I feel like I'm talking to a lawyer here. I feel like you're okay, changing I'm sorry. your past. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're hearing what you want to hear, and you're putting it in my words. I told you the last five times, go ahead and give it okay. your back. Excuses, excuses, excuses. I hear Okay, okay I appreciate it. We already passed the time. But okay. okay, thank you. You're thank welcome. Thank you, Harav Nissim. Thank you, Rav Mordechai. And I want to apologize to all the people that are waiting on the line so, ma so many, many hours. So um, thank you. And thank you again, Rabbi Mordechai. Thank you. Yes, Hatzlacha and Kultov. Good night.